Welcome to Share Truth, Apply Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly, joined, as always, by Cedra Sarton, the one and only. Yeah, the one and only. The one and only. Not another one. There isn't another Cedra Sarton. I guarantee you, there is not. (laughs) Well, (laughs) the one and only is going to tell everybody right now where they can find more about us. You can go to engagemagazine.net, where you can connect with us, Mm -hmm. listen to our other podcasts, read articles. There's tons of content there. If you want a copy of our hard copy magazine, the biannual, you can get it now before the new one is released. Yes. You don't have a lot of time left. So what you want to do is go to engagemagazine.net, click the tab at the top that says magazine, real simple, and you can fill out all your information there. Yeah. And if you find this podcast, if you're listening to to this on a podcast app, uh, if you find it valuable at all, uh, pass along to a friend. That would be really awesome. Um, We also have with us in studio today, Chris Woodward of American Family News. That's right. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me back. There there are a few more Chris Woodwards out there. Uh, There's a baseball (laughs) manager and several people named Chris Mm -hmm. Woodward that follow me on the Twitter. Right. But uh, But we only work with one one Chris Woodward. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But I think everybody knows who you are, at least the ones who listen, Mm -hmm. um, knows that you pop up every now and then to give us some news updates. But we're going to change it up just a little bit this time because – we actually, you've been featured in probably all of our hard copy magazines, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was honored uh, to have uh, been a part of Engage from the early days. Mm-hmm. And it's it's cool now because you get to see uh, the transition to uh, another, uh, another batch of writers, younger people, and to see their perspective on issues like mm-hmm. the church. Yeah. Well, and speaking of the church, um, We've just turned another page mm-hmm. into a new year pretty recently. It's just February right now. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, 2021, this is like the beginning of a decade. I mean, last year was the beginning of a decade, mm-hmm. but we don't remember last year. Last year didn't exist. This is the beginning right now. It feels um, like last year should have just started. It was a decade it's of its own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it feels like that anyway. But um, as, you know, as with every change of you know uh, history, um, people begin to uh, look at the cultural climate and how it relates to Christians and the church. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's good to be aware as Christians of the spiritual health of our nation and our culture, and how you know the relationship between the governmental authorities and the church, and how how that's all working together. Um, and I mean, we can see all around the world how Christians are being persecuted mm-hmm. for yeah. their beliefs. And I mean, there's so many clear, you know, explicit examples of this. I'm thinking North Korea mm-hmm. and China prominently in that, as well as some places in the Middle East as mm-hmm. well. Um, but then there's other places where it's, it might not be so overt. It might be more just regulative, you know, um, you know, the government just kind of keeping tabs on mm-hmm. things. Um, and here in America, I think we have been very blessed, even even recently, yes. even mm-hmm. recently, we've been very blessed to have had, you know, a century or more mm-hmm. of real 
religious freedom and religious liberty and the, the ability to gather together, the ability to worship and um, spread the gospel in our own nation. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the Bible is clear on anything, it's clear on many things. But one of those things is that Christians will oh, suffer sure. persecution mm-hmm. of one form or another. So that's something that we want to wrestle with in this episode. Um, Chris, as you wrote this article that appeared in the last magazine, mm-hmm. um, what did you find throughout history uh, the effect of persecution and how that what what effect that had on the church? Yeah, maybe, well, f- yeah. Maybe we should back up just a little bit and just go ahead and oh, define yeah. persecution for the ones Let's who who don't understand exactly what persecution is. I'm going to give them to you too, Chris. Mm-hmm. We're putting we're putting it all on you. Okay, carry it away. <laughs> Explain uh, it all. <laughs> yeah, persecution is basically the the punishment or mistreatment of an mm-hmm. individual based on his or her beliefs or actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the case of a Christian, uh, we might be persecuted based on our beliefs and our actions towards others. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live in a day and age where uh, people want to share what Scripture says about sin. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, we are all sinners, uh, but we are also commanded by God to go and tell others about Him. And one way for people to understand who God is, um, why He cares for us, is to acknowledge and and Mm -hmm. educate someone on sin so that way they could see a need for God and a need for salvation and things like that. Unfortunately, mm. we live uh, at a time in which it's not easy to do that. Uh, yeah. There's, you know, We have the cancel culture where if you say anything about someone's lifestyle choices, you might all of a sudden be kind of pushed out of the oh, yeah. public square and not allowed to sell your book on whatever platform or appear on a talk show or maybe even speak on a college campus. Mm-hmm. Ask uh, Ben Shapiro and a lot mm-hmm. of the uh, people that are involved with Young America's Foundation. It's not just Christians, but also Jews like Ben mm-hmm. uh, that are being uh, canceled or um, people are trying to cancel them and keep them from speaking or sharing a message mm-hmm. uh, that they are allowed to share uh, at a time in which we do still have freedom of speech and freedom of association mm-hmm. and things like that. But um, Christianity is still here today because of the bold, brave men and women under the conviction of the Holy Spirit that were still out there despite all of the persecution, uh, and they, they shared messages, and they told people about sin and the need for repentance and things like that. Uh, the best place to get a, a quick read-up on all this would be the book of Acts, mm. because that is basically the history of the early church. Um, some of the things that we've talked about in Engage articles, not just this one, but others, is the fact that you had uh, people confronting the uh, the eunuch from uh, mm. Ethiopia. Uh, that was during a time in persecution in which all of the apostles and a lot of the disciples, early Christians, um, said, you know what? Mm. Uh, I'm being told by an emperor or some king or judge or policeman or what have you, I can't preach, but I'm still going to do it. Right. Uh, you know, uh, we have people today that uh, get scared away from sharing things in Scripture because they're going to be called names mm-hmm. or they're going to be told, well, you can't do that. That's that's You're not being fair to me and you're discriminating and things like that. The early church, the early Christians said, you say that, but I still need to tell you about this, and let me do so. Uh, and, you know, that that's spilled over from the Middle East into Western Europe and then over here to the Americas. Now it's in Asia, uh, parts of Africa, mm. various parts of Africa. Um, and we're all here because someone said, I'm going to share my faith with you and why it is important, right. even though 
I might die. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about uh, how we're blessed and not experience the same things other people are. There are people even today in 2021 uh, that do face death or mm-hmm. do face imprisonment for being a Christian. We don't necessarily have that problem yet, but if we don't start speaking up soon, it will eventually come over to the Americas. Yeah. Yeah, and it it, it is amazing, too, to look, to take a survey of early church, mm-hmm. you know, history, and you have men like Stephen and Polycarp and, you know, countless others who did, they did pay that ultimate price mm-hmm. for obeying, you know, God and obeying their king. I mean, mm-hmm. it, um, and the, those examples of those men um, and women, too, as well, um, just the the faith that they had in not just their convictions, but in, in God Himself, that um, they were going to a better place. You know, they they had the promises of Christ um, set before their eyes, and the fearlessness that they had. Um, I mean, I can I can think of many times as a as a teenager reading those stories and thinking, what could could I do that? Mm-hmm. You know, could I? be that kind of person to where I'm faced with a situation um, where, you know, I either stand up for what I know to be true and uh, obey God or, you know, face mm-hmm. the and face the consequences yeah. for that or, you know, duck my head and get away with it. Yeah. And you look at a lot of these scriptures that is written mm-hmm. and that a lot of people quote and, and then they get preached on often. Mm-hmm. How many of these are written from a jail cell? You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, someone sitting mm. in jail and they, mm-hmm. you know, they're there's no, they're not sitting there, you know, just crying and waiting. They might have been crying, I don't know, but they never. There's no loss in their faith for God, you right. know. Yeah. They they are still holding true to what God has promised. Mm. The, then the promise is never that uh, you'll never suffer here mm-hmm. on earth, but that He is with you when mm. you suffer. And that something better comes after. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, there's a song, I don't know the exact name of it, but uh, one of the lyrics is, you know, he never said that the cross would not be heavy. Mm. Um, You know, he in fact told us, hey, they're going to persecute you. They didn't like Mm -hmm. me. They came after me first. They're not going to be nice to you either. Mm -hmm. Um, But we still need to be out there and be like a Peter or Paul Mm -hmm. and saying things like, look, I... We must obey God rather than men. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'll obey you and follow you to a point, but when we start getting into things that are contrary to the word of God mm-hmm. and what he says and what he wants and what he wills, I'm going to speak up and say, I beg to differ because if I don't, somebody else is going to suffer. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, I think if you're if you're having a, a crisis of faith or you just don't feel like... Um, you you have what it takes to to keep going on. Get into the Word of God and, and really go over Acts. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a number of books out there um, that kind of get into Bible studies on each of these uh, situations, and really uh, you know think about and consider what it is that these people went through mm-hmm. and how you are here today, um, mm-hmm. thousands of years later, based on the actions of these men and women. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think too. Um, while reading these books in the Bible, put these in the historical context. I mean, we have so many resources out there that can paint a picture of what was going on. You know, what what was the context surrounding this account that we have in the scriptures? And, 
you know, you have, you know, Paul in in, in a jail cell. He's mm-hmm. writing, but then there's all, there's all these things happening. What boggles my mind sometimes, and it's a little bit off topic, but just an example of how this context can just change your perception is when he's writing about, you know, obeying the proper authorities and government. Right. Who the government was? It was Nero. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> so I mean that that's a bit of a shift of perspective on that whole topic there, um, but. That broader realization of the story of the early church and, yes, the things that they went through, but also what was the fruit of that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, the story of Acts really is, um, is a brilliant, glorious, you know, hopeful, optimistic story. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't ever see the church in, you know, in realization of what the word of God is saying to them. You never see them with a defeatist attitude of like, well, we got to bunker down because times are going to get hard. Right. No, they, they, they understood that the kingdom of God was advancing mm-hmm. and it didn't mean it was going to be easy or that they would all live to see the end of it. But they never had the attitude of, well, we're behind enemy lines and eventually the enemy is going to win, but then we're going to go to heaven. So it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, today, like, you know, a, a bit of controversy erupts and it's like, okay, do we need to bring on the instruments now and have four <laughs> services? Right. And how do we how do we go about uh, mm. uh, making sure that we water down the message so that way we don't offend anybody? Right. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, the early church was not like that. Yeah. Okay, they got to the point, and it wasn't these, uh, it wasn't always an epic sermon. Right. Um, I, I've heard it mentioned before uh, that Paul on Mars Hill, not that long, certainly if you want to go Old Testament, uh, Jonah's uh, sermon uh, mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, really long or whatnot. It, it doesn't have to be 45 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 but it needs to be... Um, it needs to be impactful, and it needs to be what God wants to wants you to say uh, to other people. So, you know, be in prayer and, and ask God how it is that you can help reach others. One of the other things, too, that came to mind, and I didn't mention this in, in the article, is that, you know, Christians need to be willing to sacrifice their time to help others that are being persecuted. Mm. Uh, you know, be in communication with somebody that's being uh, persecuted. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. if it gets to the point that somebody is is thrown in jail or whatnot, be willing to uh, to give up your time to help them and uh, comfort them. Uh, a lot of people, I did not realize this really until just recently, but uh, you know. Paul is largely considered the author of the book of Romans. Mm-hmm. But when you look uh, in the 16th chapter, in verse 22 specifically, in the King James uh, and other v- translations, it says, I, Tertius, who wrote this epistle, salute you in the Lord. Mm-hmm. So somebody gave up some time to go visit Paul mm-hmm. and to dictate what it is that he wanted to say to the right. Romans. And it's been speaking to thousands of people wow. uh, for a long time now based on some guy helping Paul out so that way he could reach others and uh, lead them to Christ, um, Lord willing. Yeah. And on that topic, too, um, we've been very privileged to be able to do that here at Engage Magazine with the Orange Letter campaign that we do every year. Um, Recently, it has been um, a focus on reaching out to missionaries around the world um, in a partnership with uh, Global Outreach. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And it's been... Oh, an incredible experience. But in years past, we have uh, focused on specific locations around the world where Christians are under active, yep. horrible persecution. Yeah. Starting in... Uh, it was um, um, 
Egypt. Mm-hmm. Egypt. Yeah. Yes, we've been, you know, we've done Syria, mm-hmm. we've reached out to North Korea, um, we've reached out to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh but now we've kind of broadened out to reaching, you know, people from you know yeah. different countries all over mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. And uh I know you see you see the persecution. You see it in if you find the right news sources. It may not be broadcasted like, mm-hmm. like it is like other things are, but you see these news sources. You see the things that are happening, and you wonder what can I do to help? Mm-hmm. And, and maybe there's not much you can do, like you physically can't go over and do something about it. Right. But you can write a letter of encouragement, mm-hmm. and that means a lot to people who who feel isolated right. from their brothers and sisters in Christ. Well, and also too. Um, we, we tend to forget the effectiveness of prayer as yeah. well. Um, there's a, a powerful picture in the book of Revelation, and, you know, Wesley is not here, so he's not here to tell me where it is in the yeah. book of Revelation. He's our reference guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but when, when John's having this vision and he sees the prayers of the martyred saints ascending like uh, incense mm-hmm. up to God, it's it's a very speci- he's pointing it out very specifically, and I think among other reasons, one of the reasons is to let us know as Christians that our prayers aren't just uh, when we pray. It might be a very passive thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. It could be something that we're like, oh yeah, I, I need to pray. I'm going to set aside time. I'm going to I'm going to do it, and then it's done. You know, and and, and I've and I've prayed today, and it's mm-hmm. great. You know, and, and that's good. You should do that every day, um, but. The spiritual reality behind that is so much more is is much bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Um, your prayer is really an act of warfare against the the powers of darkness, and it's it is and it can be used on behalf of your persecuted brothers and sisters right. around the world. Yeah. And if I may, too, um, if you are looking for what what are some things that I need to be in prayer about Mm -hmm. or what do I need to specifically pray about, if you are listening or watching to watching a newscast, pray about the things that you saw, Mm -hmm. pray about the things that you heard, pray about things um, after this program is over with, pray about these things that we are talking about specifically and to uh, keep Praying about those things and pray without ceasing, as yeah. the Bible says. Don't just pray today and be done with it. Um, talk about this with other people. Bring it up in your Sunday school class or small group, whatever it be, even if you're still meeting virtually. Mm-hmm. Um, these are things that we can all do collectively um, so that way we can help those that are in persecution by praying for them in yeah. addition to Cedra's uh, great point in being a, a person of encouragement for those yeah. individuals. Absolutely. Um, and, and also, yeah, um, follow us for our um, annual Orange Letter campaign as yes. well. It is a great way to take part in that reaching out in a very mm-hmm. tangible way, too. Um, we've had uh, conversations with missionaries where they've said, oh, yeah, I received, me, me and my family, we received a, an orange letter from you before, mm-hmm. and this is how it impacted us. And. I mean, we do that. We do that project every year, and I, I, I can I can get it in my head. That's like okay, we're it's, it's a project. There's all the logistics you have to work out. Right. Uh, we we finally we we executed it. It's been done. We did a good job. Mm-hmm. Yay! You know, and like I wrote my letter, and it was a very it was a very encouraging time. But then to have that feedback, yeah, <laughs> and to be like, oh okay, so it but, was it meant yes. so much more than I thought it did. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's been one of my favorite things to cover over the years for American Family News and OneNewsNow.com because a lot of the so-called beats Mm -hmm. um, that I'm responsible for don't necessarily involve these topics. So that is a way for me to give back to the Lord, Mm -hmm. but also to help other people and to make people aware of these things. If you are listening and you're thinking, well, how can I be involved? We've already covered that a little bit, but Mm. share those articles, Uh, print them out, share them with people that you know, share them on whatever social media site you're still on. I still have Facebook and Twitter. I know a lot of people have moved away from there, but I still uh, make it a point to uh, try to be involved as much as I can. I use uh, Facebook more or less for uh, mission ministry purposes than I do Twitter. That's more or less news. But I can share articles mm-hmm. about Engage and the various uh, Orange Letter campaigns uh, on Twitter and, and to make sure those stories are seen amongst all the other stuff yeah. in the news cycle. Yeah. Um, one of the more challenging things about this um, conversation uh, and you pointed out in your article, um, you, you quote Matthew five forty four, mm-hmm. where Jesus says, But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do, do, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and mm-hmm. persecute you. And um, <laughs> that rails against everything, every instinct that we have um, when someone comes up against us. And, um, and I'm not talking about just outright persecution mm. here. I'm talking about, uh, you know, a snide remark in Walmart yeah. or, you know, a post gets taken down on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, there, and we have, uh, whether or not it's a conditioning that we have as Americans where we understand that it is important to stand up for our rights or, you know, it maybe it's our selfishness that rises up and says, wait a second, don't you, don't, don't you do that to mm-hmm. me? Um, but this is one of the hardest things that is to do, even as a Christian, is to love our enemies. Yes. The people who are coming after Yeah, us. and I know it's difficult. I've had times that are difficult mm-hmm. um, obeying that scripture. Um, <laughs> but we need to all remember that we all are sinners. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got filthy rags uh, in terms of righteousness, our own righteousness. Uh, but still, God loved us enough that he gave us Jesus right. um, to die on the cross for our sins um, so that way we could have the chance, mm-hmm. uh, the the choice of, of asking him for forgiveness and asking mm-hmm. Jesus to be our Lord and Savior so that way we could be in heaven. Yeah. Um, and you kind of think, well, that guy's so mean to me mm-hmm. or he just keeps making fun of me for being a Christian or because of how I worship and things like that. I'm not going to pray for him. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, if you are of that mindset, you're, you're telling Jesus he's wrong yeah. and he's not going to do that. <laughs> Good yeah. luck with that battle. <laughs> but number two, um, mm. when you when you are praying for someone that persecutes you and when you are trying to be nice to them, even if they're not nice to you, you are showing the love of God, the same love that God gave to you. Mm-hmm. You're showing that love to them. Mm. And I've heard stories before about people that were completely mistreated by bosses or coworkers and things like that. Yeah. Uh, they were made fun of for being Christians. You know, they would invite these individuals to church and that person would never come. And, um, you know, years later, that person, the Christian, is back in town visiting folks and they're like, hey, you'll never believe who's joined the church, right. brother so-and-so. You know, really? And it's how how is it that that person... Uh, came to go into that church. Mm. It's because he or she remembered that person and the love they showed for them. It, it's you know they remembered how that person behaved in yeah. certain circumstances, and then they hit rock bottom. And the place they knew to turn to was a church. Wow. Based on mm. 
the love and compassion that that person, the persecuted individual, showed back to them mm-hmm. despite the persecution. Yeah. Don't amazing. don't be a Jonah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a Jonah who who ran who ran away yeah. from God's calling for him. To he preach. didn't have a great experience. But he did not. That. <laughs> yeah, and he and, and and you know it didn't. He didn't just run away. He finally, you know, of course, God didn't allow that to happen. There was a big fish involved. I think yes. most people listening might know that story. <laughs> but he eventually did go and preach the mm-hmm. message he was meant to preach. Right. And he told, and in, but then when the people turned from their sin, mm-hmm. he did not. Did he rejoice? He still had a bad attitude. Bad yeah. attitude. It's the only book of the Bible that's that ends with a question mark. And God's <laughs> like, you know, look at these people. Don't you have any compassion for them? Yeah. The end. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, On to the next one. Can't yeah. say anything. VeggieTales did a great version of that. Um, but also, if, if you want to know the non-VeggieTales version, uh, as much as I do enjoy that animated feature, we have it at home. Uh, you know, actually read the book of Jonah. Right. And, and that brings mm-hmm. me to another point, too. Um, mm-hmm. Something I've noticed a lot um, in the last couple of months on social media sites, uh, a lot of people will share something from somebody else about what they say the Bible says mm-hmm. about the end times or um, this or that. Um, and oftentimes people will just share it and there's, you know, it's half true or, right. well, you're taking that out of context and things like that. The best thing for you to do on any topic, persecution or something else that comes from the Bible, is to actually read the Bible, yeah. know what it says, take time, study it, talk about it with other people, including your pastor. Get some context for these things. Don't just share stuff willy-nilly on Facebook because that is how uh, a lot of people, including self-identified Christians today, yeah. are so biblically illiterate mm-hmm. um, that it's, it's a problem going forward. And uh, everybody, even if you are a Christian and have been since, you know, for years, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. we're not experts. We all need to be in it and to uh, to make sure that we are reading the Bible mm-hmm. and we're in prayer for it, in addition to reading Engage Magazine articles and yeah, listening absolutely. to this program. Right. Well, we are coming up. We've got mm-hmm. a little about a minute and a half left here. Yeah. So I want to tell people, if they want to read this entire article, mm-hmm. which I think they should, 100%, uh, you you need to go to engagemagazine.net, click the tab that says Magazine, fill out the information so I can send you your free copy. Mm-hmm of this magazine and the great part about that is is that when you have it you can pass it on to somebody else Absolutely. you can tell someone about a website they may or may not go to it you mm-hmm. can tell them to go to engagemagazine.net like i'm telling you to do now and you may or may not but if you got a hard copy of something <laughs> you'll yeah. eventually maybe yes. pick it up and flip through yeah. so i think if you if you like this content mm-hmm. and you want to know more do that engagemagazine.net yeah. Well, thank you, Chris, for being thank on you. with us today. Um, yeah, you're, you can re- read the mag- um, you can read the article in our latest magazine. Uh, get it before there's no more to get. And um, I do want to l- leave this on a note of hope. Um, the language of the Bible is very clear. Mm-hmm. Jesus is victorious. He is victorious now, and uh, we need to leave the mentality of the church needs to bunker down. And, and put, circle the wagons and just wait. No, we need to be like the victorious army that mm-hmm. the Bible calls us and march forward, even in spite of hardships, in spite of censorship, in spite of persecution, because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but spiritual powers. So yeah. share truth and apply scripture. We'll see you next week.